0: Welcome to Volunteer Connection, a podcast for Girl Scout volunteers, parents, and Girl Scouts of all ages. I'm your host, Sarah, coming to you from sunny Arizona. This is the first ever podcast of its kind. We're bringing you interviews with Girl Scout volunteers from across the country and even the world. Conversations with high achieving girls who set big goals and crushed them, and panel discussions and debates about the latest news and information related to girls and Girl Scouting. Okay. okay, today we are here with Jennifer, who I actually met in a Facebook group online that if you're not in, you should totally join. It's Girl Scout Leader Chat. It is my favorite um, Girl Scout volunteer support group that I've found on Facebook so far. Um, I'm not affiliated with them. I just enjoy the community. And um, in one of the threads, Jennifer was sharing about her multi-level super troop. And I don't even know if you call it that. That's what I'm calling it. And um, I was really inspired by the community that she's been able to build and the success that she has um, had and that her girls have had. And so I thought it would be super beneficial to... Hear a little bit more about it. So, welcome, Jennifer.
1: Thank you so much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, could you start with an introduction? Tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, what council you're affiliated with, and then like how long you've been involved with Girl Scouts and what that looks like.
1: Okay, yeah. So, my name's Jennifer, and I have a troop in um, Buncombe County, which is part of um, Peaks to Piedmont, which is Western North Carolina. Um, I'm lucky to have about 65 girls right now. I have kindergarten through 12th grade, um, but I don't do it by myself. I have lots of lovely leaders that help me out and a committee that works together to run it all. Um, So I started I was a Girl Scout as a, as a kid. I did brownies and a little bit of junior, um, and then there wasn't anything to really continue. And um, my daughter in second grade started begging me to want to join um, Girl Scouts, and there wasn't a troop, so somebody asked me, will you help me start it? And I said, oh, I hope you start it, but I won't lead it, and that was famous last words a lot of us run into. So I started it, and for quite a few years, it was just like two levels, because um, I couldn't grow it super big. And I actually had a, another individual troop that ran some lower levels. And they um, they stopped having troop meetings. So I decided at that time to go all the way through and work with parents. And was really small, and this was about five years ago, and I had 11 girls. And then the next year, recruitment just boomed and I went up to 30 and then I went up to 40 and then I went up to 60. Um, So I have girls in every level. I have about 18 daisies, about 18 brownies. I think my juniors are about 16 right now. My cadets are seven. I think they're nine now and I kind of lump my high schoolers together, but I have seven high schoolers. Um, so I kind of do the, the seniors and the ambassadors together because their badges are very similar and they enjoy doing it together. Um, so I kind of do all those together. We meet once a week. There's school, um, Monday evenings. My daisies and brownies meet for an hour and my juniors and above meet for an hour and a half. We start together. Um, we all meet in, a, in the big um, recreation room and we do the pledges. And then I now have the girls go off to their meetings with their leaders. The parents stay behind and I do like a five minute uh, announcements of upcoming events, reminding them about things, that type of thing. We used to do it with the girls in the room, but we found the girls got restless and the parents were maintaining the girls and not listening. So um, so I send send the girls on and meet with the parents um, and then I go and lead the high school girls. And um so then, in addition, we have one field trip a month, whether it's just a day trip or a weekend camping trip. It just depends, except for during cookie season, which is when we're doing cookie booths every weekend, every day, and that's how we earn our money to go do stuff. So that's the basics of my troop. <laughs> that's honestly astounding to me. It's
0: okay. There's so many. I have so many questions. So. <laughs> essentially you lead the high schoolers but you also lead the leaders so how many yes. is that right yeah okay yeah. so how many um, consistent troop volunteers or troop leaders do you have helping you out
1: i actually have my let's see how many daisy brownie junior cadet leader that are there every single meeting um, so they're the designated leaders of that group and then I'm the designated leader of the high school group. I did have somebody that was leading high school, but then she had some illness, so it was much easier for me to just lead the overall troop than additionally have meeting. But that wasn't working, so um, so I step in uh, with the high schoolers, which is fine because my daughter's a high schooler. Um, but uh, so I always have those four troop, those four leaders, and then. I have one parent that likes to help me with fall product and cookie product. And then a couple moms that like to step up. But, you know, occasionally they're not always there. But if I need something, they'll jump right in. Um, But I have those basic four. I'm working on cultivating a new one for... um, Daisies and one for brownies because all the leaders I have are going through with their daughters. Except for my cadet leader, who was willing to stay down a year while her daughter went to high school. Um, that's because some of her cadets with there that were in there refused to let her move. Um, so <laughs> they love her so much. Um, so I've got to work on um, definitely a brownie leader, but I have my leaders that are in there cultivating some moms. Um, and I'm cultivating sense so we can get them through some training and and get them in there. That's such
0: a so. good word to say cultivating because in my mind, as you started speaking, I was going to ask you, how do you recruit these volunteers? And cultivating is such a better word than recruiting <laughs> because of the connotation behind it. So can you share some tips or suggestions about Leader cultivation what does that look like how do you how do people who are listening to this and myself how do I cultivate these vol- potential volunteers into troop leaders?
1: Well, I haven't had a whole bunch of success other than the initial ones but more it's um, the actual leader in daisies and brownies or juniors or In cadets, enough. We don't have the adults in there. Um, You know, it's just the leaders and the girls because the girls are much more open. And even in juniors, there's not many adults in there. Um, She likes it with mostly the girls. You know, obviously we have the two deep, um, but uh, other than that, um, like the I just had a volunteer go with me um, for I just took my juniors and above for a journey weekend where we went to one of our camp um, facilities and we actually only had the leaders plus one mom. And we actually ended up renting some vans to take all the girls Um, because it was an hour and a half away. So we didn't ask for carpools and I didn't have any parents volunteer, but this one and this one mom's been around. Her daughter's been in it years maybe four and she just jumped right in and you know she just did what she needed to do and she's she's great that way and she usually is a sideline mom you know doesn't really do much but she knew she was needed so she stepped up and the brownies and daisies it's more the leader in there notices which moms moms want to interact more And starts asking them, can you be my backup if if I'm gone? And they get comfortable with that. And then I ask them, you know, hey, we could really use some backup. Would you be willing to go through the leader training? And um, so far, I only had one person tell me no. And her reason for no was sometimes her work goes over. And she would feel bad if she couldn't come one day um, because of work. And she was expected to be there. Um, But she steps up as a volunteer and as a chaperone whenever she can. And I totally agree with what she said because the worst thing is having these volunteers that say they'll jump up and do stuff and then they're flakes. I mean, they're there sometimes, they're not there sometimes, and you're stuck um, because you expected them there. So I'd rather somebody be honest and say, I'm afraid to make that commitment. Um... But I always offer to everybody in the troop, all the parents, hey, you can go through the training. Um, Doesn't mean that you're going to be a leader, um, and I'm not asking you to be a leader. Uh, But if you want to go through the training, please do. I'll help you do it. haven't had many people take me up on it. The other way that I do it is we do a committee, and we have a committee meeting once a month. Um, It's on the schedule. And so far, all the people that have been on the committee have been my leaders, But it's open to parents um, and I remind them I have one new mom that's been wanting to come and she hasn't made it yet. Um, But that I actually have in our, um, we have a handbook and in it I actually have committee positions um, that people could jump up and help with. Um, So, you know, people will jump up at meetings and say, you need something, I'll do it. It's a little harder to get people to jump up and do more specific tasks. Um, but we're leading one of the new moms said, I'll be glad to be your first dater, um, troop CPR person. And all our leaders are, but she's more into it. So I was like, yeah, that's great. Please do. (laughs) What I was looking for was to make things easier for me with 65 girls. It takes a lot of organization, um, you know, a lot of doing stuff. So, um, I was looking at like a troop communication, people willing to, um, we do Facebook, email, and then I use the Remind um, the remind app that you can just send out quick texts. As, as kids get into middle school, teachers use that all the time, and so a lot of parents have that, um, and that way it's just a quick um, send out reminder. I didn't have people signing up for that, so I went through at the beginning of the year and put everybody's phone number in it <laughs> as I got tired of people saying, well, I never got your communication. Um, so I would love to have somebody that takes some of the information and put it on Facebook, um, but not all your parents are on Facebook. So I always, what I always do is I if I send out an email, I make sure I do a post on Facebook as well. And sometimes it's like, here's the email I just sent out and I post it on Facebook. Um, And then if it's really important, I'll send out a remind text, um, remind app thing saying, hey, I sent an email about this. Please check it out because you have all those people that don't check their emails. Um, And um, so I have somebody in there to help with communication. I like to do a paper newsletter in in the spring and in the fall that has all the events we have coming up. Um, so I'd love some help with that you know putting it all together uh, I do have a cookie mom now I am very particular on my cookies and fall product just because there's so much money going through those that I like to have control of those and I know a lot of troop leaders are like I don't want to mess with that but it's kind of your troop on the line um if And I I have had issues with cookie money, and I also had issues with somebody taking cookie money that was actually a cookie mom as part of a sub troop. And so I am the main person that's responsible for that. Um, But I do have a mom, because I have so many girls, there's no way that I could run our own cookie cupboard plus our cookie booth. and actually I live way out in the country, so nobody's gonna wanna come to my house to get cookies. So I have a mom that lives pretty central to our group, that is home a lot, that's willing to run my cookie cupboard. So she does the cookies through that, she checks them out and takes money and has receipts, she turns all those into me, and then um, I do all the managing for the ordering but so I like to have some help for cookies. Um, let's see what else. somebody to help coordinate outings and events. Um, somebody to help make reservations, that type of thing. Um, and then we had somebody first aid uh, like I say I also have all my leaders first aid and, and CPR trained. but it's nice to have somebody that's really comfortable with it go. <laughs> So those are some of the things that are on the committee list. Um, Now that the internet's so great and the remind app, you don't have to have a phone tree, So (laughs) don't need that anymore.
0: So you mentioned that you do like one field trip a month. You also mentioned you like to do a hard copy um, newsletter, a paper newsletter that has dates. So I'm assuming that the dates are field trip oriented. Is that correct? They are. Mm-hmm. And so are those field trips things your whole group does together?
1: Mostly. Mostly um, every month we have a field trip that's pretty much everybody. The only um, there is in the fall, I do a junior and up journey weekend uh, that they're gone. That that's just Obviously, those ages, because it wouldn't work to have the daisies and brownies there. So that month, I have a daisy brownie day trip. We went to a science museum this year while um, our older girls went off for a weekend camping trip. But even my tent camping is open to everybody. You know, daisies and brownies, I want to parent with them on any overnight um, but, you know, we did, uh, in October, we went, we're right next to the um, Smoky Mountain National Park. So we went to one of their museums and went elk watching and, and all that. And that I opened up to families as well. Um, so, you know, we all carpooled together and some of them had siblings and, um, you know, but I wasn't in charge of everybody. You know, I reminded people, if you're here and you got your siblings, you're responsible for them. The leaders are only responsible for the girls. Um, and you know, it makes it a little easier when you include some families on some stuff and then other stuff, it's no families. Um, so we have a lot of field trips are like that, but then for cookie reward trips, it is just those levels because they set their goal of what they want to do and then they go do it. And then I have a little thing coming up. Our cadets and our high schoolers bought an escape room for each of them. Um, So, you know, obviously they're going to go off and do those. And and sometimes each little level troop may have a special field trip that they do. Um, But in general, it is the whole levels are invited to every field trip. Um, Like say, if there's one that some levels can't come, I have another alternative for them. Nobody feels left out.
0: (laughs) So for the, cookie rewards, etc. Obviously you mentioned they set their own goals. How do you determine what field trips or outings you want to do
1: and when for the
0: whole group?
1: The whole group that is not as much girl led as I would love because it's hard to do it with 65. Um, we get feedback about the girls about what they like to do. And as far as there's a tank camping place that we love to go to um that that has what the girls left to do and so we know that they want to do that twice a year so we as a group look at the ca- the committee look at the calendar and say okay it's available here it's available here let's go ahead and make our reservations um same with cabin camping they like to cabin camp so you know we go ahead and say all right april's a good cabin camping month let's go ahead and make a reservation and then november's when we do our journey because we use it inside um, Place so that uh, they can stay warm uh, and then we kind of come up uh, with ideas in, from parents and girls for the regular field trips now as far as cookie rewards we sit there with each girl level and ask some questions about what they want to do and set goals for what they need to earn to do it now daisies and brownies you kind of have to bring them ideas because a lot of their ideas are pie in the sky and not not doable. So this year I brought them like six or seven ideas, and they listened to them, and they voted on them, and they had enough money they could do two of them, so they chose two different things. I think they went to a water park, and then they went um, to a indoor play area. Um, so they really enjoyed that. I was really hoping they were going to do the gem mining, but they didn't choose that, so so uh my juniors and up they look at different things and they like their money last year our service unit had a trip a day trip to rock climbing and ropes courses and they chose that this year they won't be that so they'll throw different ideas about um, i've been trying to push them to go on a zoo overnight to the knoxville zoo because my daughter's trip did that as juniors and it was really fun and um they've been kind of interested but again it's up to them to bring ideas Cadets usually do a two-day trip, sometimes a little, a whole weekend, Um, so we let them play around, and the high schoolers this last year decided they wanted to go to Charleston and um, Savannah, so they planned out that trip, so each level, the progression, you're following the progression, they're throwing more ideas at you, you kind of throw in some suggestions, and then those cookie rewards are are totally girl-led of selecting what they're doing and setting their goal for their cookies. That's my awful. high school, yeah, my cadets and high schoolers, man, they sell those cookies. Um, they they like to travel. Um, and so I have several girls that, um, in my trip, I have a lot of girls that sell, but um, the majority of the cadets and up sell at least 500, and I have several girls that sell about 1,500 each. Wow. They work. Every weekend on boost.
0: <laughs> so, how many cookies do you sell as a whole group with
1: sixty-five girls? Well, last year—oops, here comes my kitten. Um, last year we had forty-four. Now, I've grown since last year, so last cookie season we had about forty girls actively selling. We sold seventeen thousand three hundred boxes of cookies. Okay. So we've been increasing the year before that we sold 15,000. I'm putting our goal at 20,000 this year. I have even more girls that are really into it this year, so Good. I'm hopeful.
0: <laughs> and do you feel that girls your girls as a whole are selling more at booths or more individually?
1: Usually we sell quite a bit at booths. Last year booth sales were down a little bit. Um, my daughter does boost sales, and that's, she does a little individually, but we live way out in the country, and you don't have the neighborhood to go around. Mm-hmm. Now, I have this family of little girls that are daisies and brownies, and I don't know how they do it, but they each sold, they had two girls selling last year, and they each sold 1,200 boxes of cookies, and this year they got four, because it's, it's cousins, they got four, so I'm interested to see what they do, but they did a lot of door-to-door one of my high schoolers is really into it, she does a lot of door to door and then a lot of boosts. So it just depends, but we do booths. We are a booth troop and we do them Friday evening. We have, now that we have so many girls, we do two Saturday booths. In each of those booths, we try to do six hours. Um, so we break it up. I, ha- I use Sign Up Genius uh, to let people sign up. I tell people that have daisies one hour, brownies two, juniors about two cadets and up they can they can do more they can stay in there all day if they have to um but uh and then sunday we have a three-hour boost so when we do that pretty much all the cookie season and and we push them um but then we don't charge dues and all of our cookie reward trips are paid for most of our troop events are paid for when, But we do office, service unit, or council events, and those are usually not paid for. Those individual families have to register and pay for. But if it's a troop camping trip, we pay for the girls. If there's adults coming or a family member coming, they have to pay for themselves. Um, so works out good that way. We've been able to acquire some supplies, especially camping supplies, with being able to sell that many cookies, and the girls have gotten to go so many places. Um, and then I mentioned to you earlier, we have a, our service unit has a high school travel group, and this is great for keeping girls in Girl Scouts. And so it's open to all girls. It's not its own troop. It's open to all girls that are in high school. They work together. They plan a trip. Um, if it's an overseas trip, you, you do two years of planning. If it's an a in-state trip, it's usually one year. So my daughter's done it for two year, three years. This is her third year, so she's a senior in high school. Her first year she went overseas to England Ireland Wales and Paris and they did two years and she earned most of her money for that and then last year they went to West Virginia to a high adventure camp and had a really great time zip and whitewater rafting this year they're going to Boston so um, they can also put a little aside from their cooking money for the travel group um, if they sell above a certain amount so um, that helps them go on travel as well. So they're, they're motivated. Yeah, that's amazing. Do you,
0: so obviously, I'm assuming the travel group is run by
1: someone else. So you're not yes. necessarily going on those trips. Is that correct? I do not. No, I don't go on those trips. <laughs> I did go on the one this year because I'm the one the one leader that was involved that had the most camping experience so um, I went as a chaperone this year but like to Europe and to Boston I didn't go.
0: <laughs> and so for so. troop events for your, all the travel and the camping trips how many of those events are you personally attending?
1: Well, I did not go on the reward trips for the cadet or juniors last year, but I go on every tenting um, camping trip and every um, cabin camping trip usually. A lot of the other leaders, they like me to be there just because I've been doing this forever. So they're more comfortable if I'm there. And I have the credit card. (laughs) A couple of the other leaders have credit cards, but they're not as comfortable using the account. So they're like, we need you to come pay. so um I go I go on a fair amount of them I, I went with the the seniors and high schoolers down to Charleston and stuff um that's part of the fun of being one of the head leaders is you know if an extra chaperone's needed you can go <laughs> yeah
0: and how many um booths are you how many hours of boothing a week or whatever are you personally
1: doing well, this is my daughter's last year booths, and I'm going to step out of booths after this year, and I also have a high school son that, that does wrestling, so unfortunately wrestling season is hitting right at booths, um, so I have stepped out a little bit last year, but normally, like I said, I am particular about the cookies, and so normally I'm at all the booths, and normally my daughter is at all the booths. Um, so that helps her get her cookie go, but it also, her being the older one, she works with the younger ones to make sure they're doing the cookie boost right. Um, it gives me a little relief, um, having her there as well. So I have been doing all the boosts, um, but I am cultivating again, my younger leaders to take over boosts next year. And like I said, last year, um, I did miss a couple Saturday boosts, um, my son was wrestling, and unfortunately he had an injury, so we'd go for half the match in the tournament, and he'd be done, and I'd, I'd slip out and go assist for the rest of the day at the booth. Um, but I have got several leaders that are background checked and all that that are ready to take over booths next year. And my cadet leader does her booths, uh, runs her troop booths all by herself. So that's why we can do two, booth, two separate booths, all day long on Saturday. Um, So, yes. But, some of that's my personal preference, just because I've had issues with people taking money. Um, I like to be in control of the cookies, just because it's a lot of money. (laughs) What advice do you have for,
0: first of all, we'll do brand new troop leaders who are just starting out?
1: Don't be afraid. Um, don't try to just go by the book. I really feel that the badges are suggestions. And in the badge book, some of the badge work is boring. And some of it your girls won't want to do. Journey should not, you should be throwing those journey books out. Those, those girls should not be reading those journey books. Um, you should get the gist of it and, and make it fun. Um, tailor it to what your girls want. Um, you know, if they don't like book work, don't do book work make it something different but still in the spirit of the badge um don't expect to be perfect if you come into a meeting and you haven't tried the craft and it fails then laugh about it and say hey that's what experimenting is about <laughs> That has happened, yeah. a lot I of times yes yes i mean i don't have a lot of time to, to try things out before the meeting some of my leaders do i i usually just bring it in and go with it um and so we laugh about it and just remember some of the stuff that you think turned out terrible are going to be the memories that the girls remember later on. So don't expect yourself to be perfect. Don't expect yourself to be on top of everything. Um, and get, get some people you're comfortable with. My leaders have become some of my best friends. Um, we're all very supportive of each other. We're there personally as well as scout-wise for each other. Um, and we talk about it all and, you know, find a good co-leader that you're comfortable with. And what advice
0: do you have for a volunteer who's maybe at that two to three year, um, exhaustion, maybe even five year exhaustion, who's overwhelmed and stressed out and ready to quit?
1: I don't know. You know, it's hard for me to picture that because I have to admit, I love Girl Scouts and I love seeing what it does for the girls. I mean, the shy girl that comes in and has never done something in blossoms. I have a middle schooler that had never done anything. She's keeping a list of her firsts in Girl Scouts. We're up to, she started last November. We're up to 36 and we keep trying to, she's homeschooled. She stays at home. so She doesn't have any experiences. And so, that's what keeps me going and to be honest you know I mentioned my daughter's a senior in high school so I'm not quitting I am staying on with my troop for the long haul um hopefully my troop could go without me but I'm staying there because I love it and I love the way the girls do and so maybe I guess taking a step back and letting someone else take over some stuff Um, I kind of run into that in my Boy Scout troop, and and I am letting that go when my son ages out this year. Um, But my husband keeps telling me, if you do everything, everybody's always going to expect you to do everything. If you slide back a little bit and push somebody else to step in that position, it's going to get done eventually. might not be your way, but, um, you know, if you always do it, nobody's going to do anything. As somebody
0: who's involved with both organizations, um, how do you feel about the opportunities that Girl Scouts offers girls and the opportunities that Boy Scouts is now offering
1: girls? I think that every girl could get any opportunity that they wanted in Girl Scouts. Like I said, I took their travel group. They went rock climbing. They went zip lining. They went um, white wire rafting. I can take my troop to do that if I want. There's nothing that a girl can do in Boy Scouts that you can't do in Girl Scouts, even riflery now. Um, and it's the same regulations that you have to have an NAR, NRA certified person in a range. You know, We do archery all the time at the Girl Scout camp. Um, I, I kind of go by my daughter's issue on that that I think they should stay in their own lane um I I don't agree with it I think that having an all girls is very important the confidence that the girls get the silliness that they get to do I mean my older girls are just silly when they're together and if there was boys around there wouldn't be that Um, you know and there's already uh, ventures out which is 14 and older now to put all that I am a boy scout leader my son's an eagle My daughter will be gold soon, but I I don't agree with it, and um, I'm not happy with it. (laughs) My boys aren't happy with it either. Neither are my girls.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for your candid answer. I completely agree with you on all counts, but I'm not involved in Boy Scouts, so I always (laughs) feel like my perspective is a little bit unfairly skewed, and I'll readily admit, I mean, I I really don't know, Um, but for all the reasons that you just stated, um, I'm just hundred percent pro girl scout. And, um, yeah, I want to obviously leave room for girls to join whatever organization they want to join, yes. but I think they should also still be girl scouts. So, <laughs> Definitely. so yeah, so I really appreciate that. And, and again, as somebody who has had long-term experience with both and, and in a way, you know, you hold a lot of love and reverence for both organizations. It's really nice to be able to hear how you feel about it. So I appreciate that. <laughs> Um, okay, so anything, any last things you wanted to have the opportunity to share?
1: I think one of the great things about the multi-level is that the girls see the progression, um, especially when you have high schoolers in there. I mean, even my daisies look up to my high schoolers. They see my, I got two in the travel group, so they see what they're doing. They're seeing where they're going. They're seeing just what they're doing, and they're excited. But on the flip side you also have it so your older girls that like to work with the little girls can uh there's a lot you know get into leah and cadet and a lot of badges that are earned by the higher by the older girls even juniors have one and if they have their own multi-level troop then they can work with the younger girls and in fact there's quite a few events that we do thinking day we we repair the daisies in the um cadets together, the brownies, and the high schoolers together. The juniors have been big enough that they've done their own. So each of those groups have done country. So there's a lot of times that we will pair groups together in order for everybody to earn what they need. So it's just a great level. And then the girls know the girls are going to in the next level. So they're comfortable moving from level to level. I love it. I I wouldn't go back from a (laughs) multi-level.
0: Find us online www.girlscoutpodcast.com We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash girlscoutpodcast and even Instagram at girlscoutpodcast. Are you or is someone you know interested in being on the show? We'd love to have you. Go to our Facebook page to learn more about how. Facebook.com slash girlscoutpodcast. This show and the entirety of its online presence is in no way affiliated with or endorsed by GSUSA. This podcast was completely created and developed by volunteers and girls. Don't forget to hit subscribe. We have a ton of great content coming soon.